Hello, and welcome to Returning to Us, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to hack your brain, build and strengthen relationships, and to teach people how to recognize and neutralize their emotional states. I'll discuss emotional intelligence and regulation, how food and exercise impact the body and brain, and share lessons from my own lived experiences. I'm Lauren Spiegelmeyer, the founder of The Behavior Hub, which is an organization that works to reduce the stressors of raising and educating children through a brain and biology-based lens. In these episodes, I'll share stories and strategies from my own life, work, and research, answer listener questions, and wrap it up with a try-it-at-home tip. Decades worth of information in just minutes. You ready? We're going to do a little sidebar here today. I want to talk about how to manage emotions and behaviors around the holiday. This can apply to adults, but it's really designed to how do we manage kids' emotions and kids' behaviors? Because many of us are traveling, or even if we're not traveling, there's just a lot of things that are different. Like your house looks different. There's decorations. There are toys. We're out of routine because we're off of work. Just people are coming into town to visit. Like there's so many things that are different that are kind of disruptive, but in a positive way. So how do we manage all of this? Okay. So here's the first thing I would say. One, do the fun things. Your kids are only young for so long. It's chaotic. It's crazy. It's messy. You're going to get out of routine. Kids are going to have breakdowns. People are going to get upset. People are going to cry, but do the fun things and get creative with them. And then once you get dysregulated from doing the fun things and being creative and being out of routine, that's okay teach them to regulate, teach them emotional regulation. If you don't know what I mean, the last episode, I just did a whole episode on emotional regulation, teach them the sequence for regulating their emotions so that when you do the crazy chaotic things, they know how to come out of that state and re-regulate, which takes me to my second point. Stay calm yourself. This can be hard because everything is out of order. Everything is out of routine, maybe lack of sleep, a lot of excitement, a lot of emotions, The more that you can stay calm and model calm yourself, the more likely your kids are to stay calm and they're going to reflect your calm back to you. Number three, as best as possible, try to create a routine and try to create predictability. Even if it's for two weeks where you're totally out of sync because you're not at work or there's different schedules or kids are home from school. If you can create some type of routine and predictability, the brain likes rhythm. The brain likes routine. So if you can get into a rhythm, even if it's like a micro routine, then everyone's going to feel better and be more regulated. So what do I mean like this? Or what do I mean by this? And what are some examples of this? I would create some of a morning routine. Like what do you do first thing when you get up in the morning? When I get the the 16 month old up, we get up, we come out, he goes right into the high chair, not high chair. He has like a kitchen tower. He stands at, he gets his cup of water. And he gets a little snack, typically some like dehydrated yogurt bites. <laughs> That's how we start our morning. Then we go through our mantra. After we go through our mantra, we go for a walk. That cycle repeats. Those three things happen every day. Get up, go to the tower, have a snack in the water, repeat the mantra, go on the walk. What comes after that may be different every day or through the holidays or whatever it may be, but those three things in the morning remain because they are predictable and they create routine and it creates a rhythm and the brain likes that. I might do the same thing or something similar at night before bed. If I have a routine in the morning and in the evening, 
then I'm already in a better place. Even if what happens in between those two routines is chaos. If you can sandwich the day with routines, it's going to go so much better at night. It's going to go so much better in the morning. Also, number four, clear is kind. Create expectations for what you need and what you expect around this time. Review those expectations regularly. Brene says, Brene Brown says, clear is kind, unclear, unkind. (laughs) If you state your expectations or you write them so that kids can see them and you go back and you review them, they are much more likely to comply with them because they know what they are. The problem is we create expectations in our mind. We don't share them. And then we get upset when our kids don't meet them. And number five, ask for help. Ask your spouse for help, your family for help, ask your kids for help. It is okay to ask for help. You are not weak by asking for help. You are not not enough by asking for help. It is a beautiful skill that I hope more and more of us become comfortable, especially us mothers, our mothers who are staying at home watching kids, our mothers who are managing and juggling, working and trying to raise kids. Ask for help, especially around the holidays. Even though you might be someone who works and you have off and you feel like, oh, I can't ask for help because I'm off. I should enjoy this time with my kids. I shouldn't have time away from them. And it's like a, a... small section of time where it's undivided with them, you can still take a break from them. You can still ask for help. That's healthy. That's okay. The more that you do that, the more grounded and regulated you stay, the better mom you are for your kids. Same with this is reverse and it's for father. Okay. So those are your five things. Do the fun things, get creative, but teach them how to regulate and practice those regulation skills and then regulate. Number two, stay calm, model calm yourself. Number three, try to create a morning and evening routine, get into a rhythm predictability. The brain loves it. Sandwich your day with a morning and evening routine. Four, clear is kind. Create expectations and review them regularly. Five, ask for help. You do those five things throughout the holiday and they are going to go so much more seamlessly. Behaviors are going to be reduced. There's going to be less breakdowns, less meltdowns. People are going to be happier overall and you're going to reduce your stress. You're going to flow through the holiday, whether you're home or you're traveling you're with family, you're not with family, you're with disruptive family. This will help, promise you. Even if you do a couple of these steps and not even all five of these steps. That takes us to today's listener question, which is supporting others to deal with behaviors in a more helpful and positive way. Okay, so someone is saying, how do I help someone else deal with behaviors in a more helpful and positive way? This could be co-parents, this could be spouses, this could be leadership at a work position. One, I would try and gather some data. Like I want to understand from the other person's perspective, why they're using the things that they're using, whether they're like just been using them for a long time and they're outdated and they aren't open to change. I just want to get some information about like, is there resistance? Because if they're not using the, the behavior or not dealing with the behaviors in a helpful or positive way, I want to understand why that is. So I get curious. I ask what they have done and how it has and has not worked. If they're not dealing with behaviors in a helpful and positive way, chances are what they're doing has not worked. Well, guess what? They actually want what they're doing to work because they want to feel good and they don't feel good when things aren't working. So if I can get them to see and say what they've done and how it hasn't worked, point for me, I'm already in the right, moving in the right direction. Number two, once I have them seeing that what they are doing is not working, I ask them if they're open to trying something new, something small. And I share the new thing 
And I share some of the data and I might even share some of the science because if I can put some science behind it, there's some meat to it. It's not just some fluffy idea I came up with out of nowhere. And then I encourage them to try it. But what I encourage them to try is just a very small dose. Because if we give them a big, huge thing to try, it's going to be overwhelming and they're probably not going to adopt it. But if we give them a micro step or a micro dose to use, one that we know they'll be successful with and they'll experience success with, they're much more likely to use it. And then I just remind them that when we change the way we respond to anyone, especially kids, it's a bit of a shock to the system. So it's going to take a couple exposures before the kids are like, oh, they're probably going to push back because it's just so unfamiliar and unfamiliarity causes a little bit of chaos in the mind and it causes us to act out a little bit. So can they commit to trying it five times, 10 times, one week, two weeks, whatever it is. And I will offer my support in, in like talking through coaching through giving feedback during that duration of time. So we can kind of reflect on how is it going and hopefully it will go well. So that would be my recommended steps for that. Ask what they've done and how it has or has not worked, probably has not worked. Get them ready to hear something new and then back it with science and then break it down into a small dose and offer your support. That takes us to the part where I'm going to share our try it at home tip. I love this one. It's so simple. It's probably not new, but I'm just sending you all a reminder. Daily affirmations or like a daily mantra I think this is such a huge thing because it really shifts and shapes and changes our minds and the minds of our children. There's a mantra that I do every single day with my kiddo, my 16 month old, and it comes from Lindsay Girk. If you search her online, she's, I would call her a bit of a comedian. Um, she does a lot of like parodies. She has a beautiful voice, but she's also really funny and does these like skits of her kids. Anywho, she has this affirmation mantra, not really affirmation. It's a mantra of affirmations, but we go through this every morning. So it goes like this and you're welcome to, to steal it from her and use it. You won't be stealing it from me, borrowing it actually. Uh, but I do think it's a good one. So there's a little bit of a jingle to it. It says, and I, I usually change it a little bit. It's, um, are you caring? Are you kind? Do you love all of your body and your mind? Are you creative? Are you courageous? Is the love and light you show just so contagious? And then she says, are you ready to have a good day? Sometimes I'll say that. Sometimes I won't. And then sometimes she'll follow up with like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I definitely follow up with that. Sometimes I throw another line in there. But I like that mantra a lot because I can kind of dance around to it and we kind of yell it really loud. And when kids get old enough, they can respond, yeah, to each each part of it. So it's more of like a call and response. But I do think it's really powerful because it's teaching my kiddo. It's it's fire, it's connecting neural networks that are saying, Are you caring? Yes. I'm putting in your mind every day that you're a caring person. Are you kind? I'm putting in your mind every day that you're a kind person. Do you do you level of your body and your mind? Do you love your body? Putting that into your, your mental space every day. Are you creative? Are you courageous? Is it love and light you show just so contagious? Yes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm planting these seeds in his brain. I'm getting the neural networks to fire and wire in that direction. And I'm getting him to believe those things about himself. Cause those are the ways that I want him to show up and be in this world. So it's incredibly powerful. It's quite backed by science. Oh, right. <laughs> 
If you're looking for more support in the areas of stress, trauma, behavior in the brain, I would love to be a part of that learning journey, whether it's with your school, your family, your work, whoever, whatever. The Behavior Hub offers a range of supports, mostly coaching. I do do some training programs and I also offer some courses at the through the Behavior Hub that will get you university credit from the University of Pennsylvania. So if you're interested in learning about any of these things, either pop onto the Behavior Hub website or shoot me a text 717-693-7744. And also, if you're looking for support more organizationally around like burnout, overwhelm, if you're an employer who's looking for staff retention and productivity and just overall staff well-being and health, mental health especially, Five Ives, F-I-V-E-I-V-E-S is a business that I started with my partner, Jessica Doring. We come in and we do some coaching. We do some, we do some trauma-informed certifications and we make sure that your staff goes from survival to revived to thriving. And we send you up into this positive <laughs> direction and give you the tools you need to stay up there, not only as individuals, but as a collective whole in the organization, all the way from leadership down to staff. And don't forget to lock in what you learned today by writing it down, by sharing it with someone else, by teaching it to someone else. And until next episode, I'm Lauren Spiegelmeyer, and thanks for joining me. 